how can you become a rock star at anything you do, regardless of your pursuit? I've had several professional pursuits in my life. I'm sort of professionally ADD that way. Entrepreneur, evangelist, philanthropist, I love this stuff. But the one thing that seems to sort of stand out and people mention it more than anything else is the pop star thing. I had this season in life between 25 and 35 years old where I was a pop star. And uh, people mention it more than anything else. And it's somewhat annoying because I'm really proud of the work that I've done in all the other pursuits, but I understand the mystique of it, right? Also, I realized recently that the mindset, the headspace you need to be in to become a pop star or rock star, it's sort of the same as the mindset you need to succeed in other endeavors. So I decided to unpack the main shifts on mindset that I've experienced, that I've used over and over again, that will allow you to become a rock star in anything. And we'll tell you some stories. We're gonna have some fun with it. Here we go. I will unpack the mind shifts, the changes in your headspace that need to happen to become a rock star at anything in just a second. But first, I wanna ask you for a favor. Thank you for watching this, and I wanna ask you if you could please honor us by subscribing to the channel, sending this episode to someone who might enjoy it, uh, leaving us some comments. Help us grow the channel because we wanna add more value, more insights, invite more guests, and show up in your inbox every single week with amazing stuff. Thank you in advance. All right. Shift number one, develop a vision that is big. Convince yourself of that vision. Sell yourself that I want to do this. I have this dream. And it's not perhaps very rational. It's not very safe. And that's the secret of it, right? You know, when I was starting off as a nobody, essentially, you know, I just graduated from college and I wanted to do music and had no connections, no money, really no nothing. You know, I had to psych myself up and say, look, I have, I'm young, I have time, I don't spend too much money, I can live in a shoebox, I can eat minimally, but I want to go for the stars here. And I want to convince myself of it first. But then the next step is convincing and saying that out loud and saying it to others, family members, friends, potential people you can work with. It's exciting, it's inspiring, you know? Um, and then you you have sort of this thing that you committed to publicly and it's harder to back out, you know? And it will drive you to overcome obstacles. It will drive you to overcome rejection because things like this always take a whole lot of rejection. You have to get used to it. You have to get used to failure. You have to get used to hardship. You have to get used to obstacles and rejection. And the only way to overcome, and that's why pe most people don't do that, right, is to, to develop a vision that is so big, so bold, and it's communicated with such enthusiasm that now they can't back out. And now it's sort of connected to other people. And the connection I make is love. I think love is really important, as important as vision. If you say, look, I'm doing it for me, but I'm also doing it for my family. I'm also doing it for the people that I will help in whatever capacity. You know, the Bible says that without vision, people perish. And I think when you develop a vision that is bold enough, big enough, exciting enough, it, it makes you feel fully alive and it takes you to levels of performance, of, of endurance that you 
didn't know you were capable of before. It's a little bit of an obsession, right? I had to basically say, look, you don't know who I am. You, uh, you, you see maybe like one demo from me, badly recorded, but this is going to be amazing. And let me describe it to you. I'm going to sell you the dream. So I had to convince people like musicians that maybe I wanted to work with, dancers that I wanted to work with, producers, people that would arrange the music, uh, managers. Uh, studio heads. And I had to sort of exude that confidence, right? Because I couldn't pay them. And, and they have to buy into the dream. And you can do that with anything. You know, you can do that with a book you want to you record, uh, a YouTube channel you want to develop. In any area, you have to come up with a vision and a dream that is fills you up and it's now overflowing out of you. You've convinced yourself, you've sold yourself on this dream, and you sell others on the dream with great force and enthusiasm. So early on in my career, I was sort of music adjacent. So I was hanging out with musicians and I was hoping it would rub off on me. And I literally didn't have any recordings, nothing. And I, I had some, some ideas, that's all I had. And my first break came because I was already sold on the dream myself, right? Is I was after, at this after party and somebody comes over. And at the time you couldn't record music at home. The technology didn't exist. So this guy comes over and says, hey, you look like a, you could be like an artist type. And I go, yeah. And he goes, um, so I own a studio and I feel like you're exotic looking enough that maybe you, you, could, you could do something with that. Uh, do you have any material? I said, no. He goes, so who's going to write the songs? And I said, I'll write the songs. Who's going to write the lyrics? I'll write the lyrics. All right, I'll see you on Monday. Well, he, what he didn't know is that I had never wrote a song in my life, never wrote a lyric in my life. And I basically, before a few days later, before we met, went home and wrote a song and wrote some lyrics. And they were actually no bad, not bad. I actually used them in my second album, not the first album, but the second album. Well, the reason I tell you this is that would have been impossible to do if I wasn't full of vision that is bold, that is big that it was even beyond what I currently could do. Uh, but if I had, I had this confidence to sell them on, on the vision. And when I met with them, you know, I played them a little demo and I said, you know, here's my voice, here's some of the stuff, here's the style of music. So I could sell them even beyond the things that I could show him at the time. And he bought it. He's like, okay, I'll give you studio time. And at the time, studio time was way outside of my, my range, right? So it was a blessing. So I said, okay, what's the next step? He goes, well, I have this, this producer who can arrange it for you. The producer was terrible. So I had to go find another producer, another person who could catch the vision. I had to sell him on that vision. I want you to work with me and for me, be my partner in this because we're going to do great music. And here's some CDs at the time of CDs, right? Here's the stuff that we can do. And he was like, okay, I'm convinced I'm, 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 I'm in. And he became my, my business partner, my producer. Then we had to go and sell it to a manager, somebody who could find money, who can find gigs, who can pitch our stuff to TV channels and studio heads and things like that. And we, f we found somebody like that. And we said, here's what it's look. I mean, we have nothing to show. I want you to hear this. You don't have to show anything. You have to dream big first. And you have to be convinced yourself of this dream. And we are fueled by dreams. And when we are not fueled by dreams, we sort of wither, to be honest with you. And it doesn't matter if your dream is to be a rock star or an engineer or a medic or a doctor or just be the best mechanic in your shop. Um, it doesn't matter what the scale of it is. As long as it's a dream that is yours, that you're passionate about, the second shift that you need to make, and it's sort of in contrast with dreaming big, way beyond your capacity, way beyond your reach, is 
starting small and actually enjoying the journey and investing in small little steps. So for me as a musician, it was writing the first song and then arranging the first song. And then, okay, what do we, how can we record, record the first song? So we had some studio time with the studio that gave us a chance and we, we had enough for three songs. Okay, we have three songs. Oh, you know what, they're not the best songs, to be honest with you, right? Okay, we need some more songs. We need to get better at this. And we just kept writing songs. We actually moved in together into this shabby little apartment, my business partner and myself, and he had this keyboard, and we just spent hours and hours and hours banging away at the keyboards and combining lyrics with music, with structure, with style, and listening to music together. These baby steps, this minutia, this daily stuff that can be super frustrating. That's why you need the big dream, because it helps you go through this stuff. And, you, and you're not good at it in the beginning, right? So the first stuff you produce is always terrible. If you're a book writer, everybody knows what's a terrible, a terrible draft. The first draft is always terrible, always terrible at anything you do. So the dream fuels it, but you have to focus on the process. And the process is daily. It's hourly. It's small little steps. And everything takes longer, and it's harder than you, you thought, always. It's more expensive than you thought, Always. So when you're developing something, okay, it's not music, it's a product or a service. What, what's the service for? Who is it going to serve? What problem is it going to so, uh, solve? Does, it, does something like that exist? How can you make it better? Uh, what would they buy from you in the first place? Asking those questions and then and, and talking to people. How do I communicate that in a way that is distinct? What's the market product fit? Uh, we help uh, startups with this in, in our business all the time. And the dream has to become very granular, right? So the dream, is, the dream could be as big as a, the next unicorn or the best service, the most compassionate nonprofit. But then the, the minutia, the daily, the small baby step stuff comes in and it's fueled by the dream, but it has to be a value and a treasure and a passion on its own, right? Because the dream is not going to become reality until you take it through this to the pain of experimenting and pivoting and pivoting and experimenting and pivoting and making, and making small little adjustments on the website, on the messaging, on the imagery, on what the offering is, how do you package it? Why are people gonna buy it? Why are people not responding to it? And you have to be able to, to love that process, right? And you have to be able to love that process. And the problem is that we can dream big but be disconnected from the reality of daily changes and that dream never um, happens, right? So it needs to be combined because in the words of James Clear, I quote him all the time, is that you, you don't just rise to the height of your aspirations, which is the big dream. You fall to the level of your systems, which is the small stuff. And you sort of have, need to have both. You need to have the aspirations, I think, to fuel you, but you need to have the systems to actually match the aspirations. After the first set of three songs, we sort of landed on, on a nice sound and a signature sound for the next three songs, right? And we saved up money and we invested all of it in this really good studio and we recorded it. We had three songs, only three songs. And we were like, okay, this is good, this is good. And we started doing a show around those three songs, right? And we choreographed and I would, we would practice three and a half hours a day, four or five days a week. On these three songs, it took about six months to create a little micro show 
you know that's what we did and then we were like okay so let's get a gig somewhere and we got a gig at a club and we would do this three songs in this club and then we'll start adding more and more and more and you go from one club and your performance now informs the way you write and you perform and you change lyrics and you change structure because you got market feedback right that's what happens with any product any service market feedback Take it out there, the minimum viable product, that's sort of the term in, in the tech world. Minimum viable, the minimum thing that can, you can put out there and say, hey, buy my thing. And most people will say, I don't like your thing, I don't want to buy your thing, but at least they give you feedback. And then you sort of work on the thing a little bit more and say it again, buy my thing. And actually would give away our thing for free all the time. Why? Because you want the feedback as much as possible, not the cash flow, but the feedback. So we did it over and over again, and it would be small venues, and it would be successful, somewhat successful, and we could make adjustments, make it better, and rehearse, rehearse, pivot, 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 small steps, baby steps. You got to fall in love with the process. The vision fuels it, but the systems are the thing that you need to grow. And then eventually it goes, wow, we got fans, right? A small group of fans. Word spreads. You get a gig at another and another club, and I would do six nights a week. I would play nightclubs, and it would be a terrible, honestly, uh, lifestyle in the sense that I would come home at like five o'clock in the morning. And uh, but that was the price that we paid. And we went from small clubs to larger clubs, to larger clubs, to radio and television. And that takes me to the third part of the formula of the mindset shift that you need to make to be a rock star in anything. Before I share the third mind shift that needs to happen in your life so you can be a rock star in anything, I want to invite you to sign up for my newsletter. Headspace by Christian Ray Flores is my newsletter. You get it in your inbox the minute it comes out before anybody else does. And the other benefit is that it not only includes videos from Headspace, the YouTube channel, but it includes the books I'm reading, the things that inspire me, the breakthroughs, the ideas. Uh, so it has a lot more than just the videos from Headspace, the YouTube channel. I think you're going to benefit from it and love it. Go to ChristianRayFlores.com to sign up. Here's the third mind shift that happens. Once you have your core product, your MVP, your minimum viable product, in my case, it was six, seven songs, a really good show put together. I can see that we have a fan base that we're getting invited to more and more stuff, right? Bigger venues is leverage, leverage, find leverage, look for leverage and everything. And what's leverage? Leverage is a lever that you can use to reach more people more potential clients, more fans, more music lovers for me, more potential clients of your software, more people that can buy your book, more people who can access and appreciate your service and need it and benefit from it, right? So what does it look like? Well, it's sort of a filter. It's like a radar you develop. Where can I add value and people would want me there and they will add value to me? So it could be a guest on a podcast, right? It could be starting a YouTube channel like I'm doing right now. This is leverage. It gives me more eyeballs. I can share my message, the insights, the value that I can bring to other people for free here on this YouTube channel. In, in those days, for me, it was going from a smaller venue to a bigger venue to a bigger venue. The first time I saw a picture, my picture in a magazine, that was amazing. That was leverage. And then it was radio and television. And this was before Spotify, before iTunes, right? So if your song is playing on the radio, I was losing my mind, right? The first time you see yourself on television 
or on MTV. At the time, MTV was a massive thing. That was before YouTube. You've made it. Like, you are on MTV along with the other people. It's, it's crazy. It's amazing. The first time I saw myself on a cover of a magazine, that was surreal. That's all leverage, right? Who can you partner with? Who can you become a, a channel partner with for your software? How can you promote it well? It's, this is all leverage, right? I leveraged my three labels that were competing to sign me uh, in, in a particular way because they were all saying, look, if you sign with us, we'll give you this and no strings attached, but I want, we want you to know that we are serious and we have influence and we can really benefit your brand. So one of them offered me um, a, a spot at a New Year's Eve show, which was prime time and millions of people would watch it. And I'm like, this is the leverage that I need. So I took that offer and I was featured on that show and millions of people watched on January 1st after it aired, obviously. Uh, I woke up and people were recognizing me in the streets and that was just a surreal experience. This is how it's built. A vision that is so crazy that because of where you are at the point of declaring your vision and your dream, it sounds ridiculous, but you have to sell yourself on this because that's what takes you to enduring the hardship and the rejection and the pain. Sell yourself on the vision. Attach it to love. Who are you doing this for, right? Because that will take you through the hard times. Then really fall in love with the small stuff, the tweaks, the pivots. Put yourself out there with an MVP and see how people respond. What are they critiquing? What are they not getting? If you put your web, new website on and, and say, hey, for somebody who doesn't know who you are, look at the website for three seconds and shut it down and tell me what I do for a living and that, if that's compelling. If people are confused about what you're doing after looking at a website for three, four seconds, you don't have your messaging right. That's some of the stuff that we teach in our marketing company, Third Drive Media, by the way. You can take a look. It's not about your ego. It's not about the vision. It's about the systems that get you, that match that vision. And the third thing is leverage. How can you show what you do, the value you add, the gift that you are to the world through more channels and more on more platforms? And how do you choose those things and what works and what doesn't? Those are the three things. The more I think about it, the more I go, you know what? This is universal. It doesn't have to be music. My wish for you is that you pursue your dreams with great passion. If you want to learn more about this, check out this other video that I have on the YouTube channel. I think you're gonna love it as well. Thank you for watching. Once again, please subscribe, leave us some comments. We'd love to hear back from you. Thank you, thank you, thank you.